On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Love Potion, number nine, number nine, number nine. This week on the Story Song Podcast. I hear the tale of love is everybody welcome back to the gory song podcast uh this is i did our... not sign off on that <laughs> that was <laughs> oh i know hold on just so it's clear we'll give that uh, points not... for effort but <laughs> well i can't believe this is our points. third by the way this is our halloween special yes um and it's our <laughs> third one it's the first time i i thought of that so <laughs> I, I can't believe it took me this long yeah but, uh, anyway guys that Guys, no more of this. No more of this. Let's let's get back on track. It's our Halloween special. Uh, I'm Dan Hackinerney. <laughs> this is gonna be the whole episode. I'm Rachel Oaks. Uh huh. And I'm Michael Gazelle. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't have uh, one for myself. Guys, uh, I'm sorry. We have to take that again because, uh, as you, of course, you know, uh, your name is Rachel Croaks. Oh, that's good. Um, and Michael's. I have Michael's. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Michael Goulzel. Oh, Michael Goulzel. I like that. I like that. And it also I sounds. Say, it also and it I, also almost sounds like Robert Goulet. So it works on so <laughs> many levels. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> um, Vera said that I was gonna go with uh, my my kill gazelle, but I think I like mm. my Goulzel even better. So, um, <laughs> I hate Halloween. I also, I also want to be. <laughs> To the audience at home, want to be clear, purposely did not mention I was going to do this before we got started because I knew we would get shot down. Uh, <laughs> I'm forced it oh, through. Man. Anyway, uh, this is the Story Song Podcast. On this podcast, uh, we walk you through the world of a story song. And this week, we're doing Love Potion number nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, this version, the most, the, I think the most popular version, most famous version is by The Searchers. Mm-hmm. Are uh, released in 1964. Is this a Halloween song? Is this a Halloween song? Um, it is uh one that they play a lot. I'll say that. Uh, I don't know how scary it is. Um, uh, I don't think, I think it's it, yeah. I don't think it's about being scary. I think it's about being um, uh, it, you know he he changes. So there's a lot of changing. In it's a Halloween. Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing. Yes, exactly. Right. It's that kind of thing. It's not scary per se. But it's about somebody changing who they are. It's yes. um, supernatural. There we go. It is. It's definitely supernatural. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, you know, there's potions. Yep. It has the most important thing about Halloween. Love. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what they don't tell you is that it is uh, pumpkin spice flavored love potion. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, it is. So it, is, they have it that. is technically a Halloween song. Right, right. Yeah, they have that now. Yeah, that, this was the first pumpkin spice. Yeah. Uh, that, was, <laughs> that, was, uh, that was invented. Uh, still, I've never got an answer of uh, what, what spice comes out of a pumpkin exactly, Starbucks? You know, never mind. It's fine. We'll, we'll worry about that later. 
Uh, I mean, I could go um, on a whole rant about it because it makes zero sense, but uh, it's fine. We're not going to. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'll write We're a blog post about it. it. Get ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> My YouTube reaction video is going to come out about it. The thumbnail of the video is just you looking surprised and holding a Starbucks cup. <laughs> what? I took my troubles down to Madame Rue. You know that gypsy with the gold cap too. She's got a pad down a pretty potent pine. Selling little bottles of love potion number nine. Uh, he says, I took my troubles down to Madame Rue. Okay. Which, by the way, is French for Madame Street. Right. So <laughs> let's start there. Or Mrs. Street. <laughs> sure. Oh, that's true, actually. Yeah, you're right. Well, is, <laughs> yeah. is, Madame, is Madame French? Yeah. I'm genuinely, okay. Yeah. Uh, sure. It could be like a, t- what, what do I know? Uh, okay, so he took his travels down to Madame Street, uh, to Mrs. Street. <laughs> she was an extra character in Clue. You know that gypsy with the gold tap too? Um, I'm going to say, first of all, no. I don't know. I don't know what you're, what you're talking about. Um, it. She got, she's got a pad down on 34th and Vine selling little bottles of love potion number nine. Yes, Rachel. So I was going to say, here, here's the thing. How many gypsies are in this town that he right. needs to clarify <laughs> which one it is? Yeah. He says, you, I took my double, troubles down to Madame Rue. Uh, okay. You're, I don't know who you're talking about. It's the gypsy. Keep going. I don't know. There's so many gypsies <laughs> so with these many. potions in this town. <laughs> With the gold cap tooth? Uh, ah, yes, sure, yes, yes. Sure, sure. Yeah, that one. Um, first of all, I always thought until I did the research that it was the gypsy with the gold tattoo. I don't know if I was the only one <laughs> who thought that. Because gold tap gold capped tooth is a is a mouthful, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. Now, we do have to say, uh, this is an old song. Uh throwing the word first of all, the word gypsy in itself is not great. Um also tying it to like you know, people who are magical and have magic powers. Um, we dealt with this with right. gypsies, tramps, and thieves, although that was a little different because she was, and, you know, but I mean, also, you know, shares, not whatever. Anyway, the point being, you got, look, <laughs> let me just say this. Uh, American history, not great. Okay. We, we know. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. issues. But the more important. Listen, the more important thing is that this is Ma- Madam Street and she might be Ru McCl- related to Rue McClanahan. Right. That's the only thing we need to know about her. Um, and she's magical. She might be Rue McClanahan. Oh. Maybe she is Rue McClanahan. Did Rue... 100% Rue McClanahan has love potions. Abs- oh, absolutely. <laughs> Rue McClanahan as Blanche. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she definitely had bottles of, of like little things of alcohol that she called love potions, I would guess, right? Well, well, to get to, I think, the biggest question, love potion number nine, mm-hmm. is that the only number potion she sells? Are well, there, is it like a vending machine? <laughs> Were there eight failures before it? This is right. a good question. Because P.S., get ready to, for love potion number 10, because this one don't go so well either. Well, but I, that's the question. I can spoil something that I was going to bring up later, but it's, it's fine. Okay. I can go there now. And just I mean, say, to be fair, I think Rachel spoiled it for you. In the original version by the doo-wop band, The Clovers, there is an additional line at the end that is not in this song, where, mm. they, where they say, I had so much fun, I'm going back again. Can't wait to see what happens with Love Potion number 10. Oh. Oh, that's good. So, wait. yeah. 
But hold on. So does this mean that this guy, going off of that, does this mean that this guy has gone, that this is his ninth time going to Madame Rue? I don't nine think so. Times. I don't think nine so. Nine times. I think just that love potion number nine, I don't know, I guess is the best one because- Right. Well, okay. So- Well, it's like every year there's a new iOS. Right. This is, <laughs> this is back in the 60s. Exactly. All they had was love potions. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Love Potions, I mean, was as close to Tinder as you could get in, in right. 1964. <laughs> so, yeah, it's basically the same thing. It's, it's like an update to, to, to the old Love Potion. Um, right. Now it has stories for some reason. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it comes with a free U2 album that nobody asked for. <laughs> <laughs> I told her that I was a flop with chicks. I've been this way since 1956. She looked at my palm and she made a magic sign. She said, What you need is love potion number nine. So here's I'm thinking, just to jump back to what you were saying, Rachel, I kind of feel like um, maybe she's like got a surplus of number nine. You know what yes. I mean? She's really, oh, she's yeah. really pushing nine. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Well, she also, he says that she's got a pad down on 34th and Vine selling little bottles of Love Potion number nine. I feel like that's her business model. Right. Like all she <laughs> does is just sell Love Potion number nine. So that's going to be the answer to anything. Exactly. That's, yeah, exactly. The other stuff is just, is, is for, is for flair. Yeah. It's always going to land you... with Love Potion number nine. I'm sorry. Can you tell me how to get to 35th and Vine? What you need <laughs> is Love Potion number nine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just need directions. I, ju- I have not updated my phone just, to have tell the me, newest. Just tell me left or right. Potion. That's it. <sighs> I just need to validate my parking. I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know what love potion number nine is. But if you could just stamp this, that would be awesome. I just just to go way back for a second. I the song does say Madame Rue. Yeah, and they rhyme it with tooth. Okay. Was there not an opportunity to call her Madame Ruth? <laughs> Right. Well, I guess, I, you know, I, yeah. I don't want to broach this subject because as we've already discussed, <laughs> it's a little uncomfortable. But at the time when you could say words like gypsy and mean like a person who does magic, um, was that like a common name? You know what I mean? Like, is that like, uh, you Rue? know, or I'm just saying like, oh, you know, Madam Rue. Like, I don't know. Like, what, 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 you know what I'm talking about? Like, I, I mean, it sounds, I, I think Madam Rue sounds more mysterious than madam ruth right i just ruth sounds like what baby ruth turned into i guess after she grew up i I, what i'm (laughs) what i'm trying to ask is is madam rue the magic gypsy equivalent of like calling a british butler jeeves like it was just the name that was associated with it or or not i don't know i mean i'll say this i do agree with michael i don't understand the the rhyming of rue and tooth but i do know the idea of madam is that, sure. that is drawn to that old, you know, that that that's stereotype mythical, yes. uh, uh, mystical, mystic. Absolutely. Um, I'd like to say I don't need to look at his palm and I don't need to make a magic sign. <laughs> I can tell you why he's a flop because he keeps calling them chicks. Right. Maybe stop. Maybe yeah. start with not calling them chicks. Right. And see if you don't flop then. Yeah. Like he's, you know, if you're just walking up, you're like, hey, chicks. Uh, yeah. How's it going? And he's like, "Why am I a flop?" Well, you know what? 
But but here's the other thing too. This is all for show because she looks at my palm and she made a magic sign. How do you know the sign is magic? What kind of sign right. is she making? Also, why is she looking at your palm? Because that's your future. That has nothing to do with how you're how you're doing with chicks. So uh, not not this is all for show. I don't believe any of this Dan- <laughs> is happening. Dan-, Dan is upset that the science of palm reading is not correct in this well, song. <laughs> This- he has his masters in it, and he's furious. I'm just saying, uh, because the other, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get there later. But I have a big problem with this song, and when we get to it, I'm gonna bring it up. But I, I'm building up to that right now. Uh, with my my issue well, with just, this song, I'd like to say in his defense, mm-hmm. he is a farmer, and <laughs> the. <laughs> Go on. The chickens on his farm yeah. do not respect him, mm. and they haven't since 1956. Right. And he is asking for farming farming advice. Well, you, you do, um, with your uh, ridiculous, pointless statement, you do bring up <laughs> one good point, which is what happened before 1956? Was he, was he like a real ladies' he man? He was doing great. He was doing great right before that. <laughs> he, was, he was knocking it out of the park. Uh, he was like, Madam Rue. <laughs> 1955 was my year. Yeah, it was stellar. I was. I got a spot, a sports almanac. <laughs> I was firing on all cylinders. But ever since then, uh, yeah. So it goes all the way back to 1956. Um, and yeah, and again, I feel like you know she she definitely like probably got like like a giant bottle of La Potion Number Nine down at like Costco. Yeah. That she's breaking up into like little <laughs> bottles, you know, and she's she's just she's, she's a reseller. It. That's the thing. Yeah, she's a reseller. Yeah. Uh, that yeah, but that big bottle of Love Potion Number Nine is not for resale. It says it right on it. I right know. on it. But Michael, and I it mean, comes in a set. You can't split it up. Right. That's why. She, well, that's why she's putting it in in like little bottles. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's why she's putting it in the sink to make it seem <laughs> like it's her doing, but it's not. We all know it. It's the Kirkland brand Love Potion Number Nine. Everyone knows it. <laughs> you get it. It's right on. It's on the shelf, aisle fifteen. Sure. Right yeah. next to uh, the big bucket of mac and cheese. Mm. Mm. It's called Love Potion Letter G. Everybody <laughs> knows the same thing, though. Same thing. Same thing. Same thing. She bent down and turned around and gave me a wink. Said I'm gonna make it up right here in the sink. It smelled like turpentine and looked like Indian ink. I held my nose, I closed my eyes, I took a drink. I didn't know if it was day or night. I started kissing everything inside. But when I kissed the cow down on 34th and right, he broke my little bottle of love potion number nine. So now it says she bent down and turned around and gave me a wink. At this point, it's like, is she Santa Claus? What is she doing? <laughs> yeah. Touch your finger to your nose and up you go up the chimney. What is happening? Gave me a wink. There's no one else here. Who are you trying to like, huh? Right? I'm going to make love potion number nine. Yeah, I know. You got it. You told me. I don't understand what any of this has to do with. What are you doing? Um, Go ahead. Is this it? But. Or and because my question is, is this part of it? Is this part of the mystical, uh, you know, movements she has to make to right. to make it? Is she bending down to pick something up off the ground, or is she trying <laughs> to be know. all sexy? I can't figure it out. 
I think she lost a contact lens. Yeah. <laughs> That's why she's she's not winking. She's, she's just yeah. blinking. Yeah. Or maybe she got like, she's like I she got like I let, can't see I see it, it's check the floor, look under your feet yeah. cuz I don't see it under. <laughs> you think maybe she got like lemon juice in her eye or something and she's just trying to like Yeah. blink it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um so she bent down. In my head I was She was eating head, a salad trying... during this whole thing and Yeah. There was In my, in my head I was trying to figure out when I was listening to this song before. I was trying to picture what that looked like. Right, exactly. It, it, I feel like the, it could be that they were in the song trying to make it seem like she was being a little sexy. But in my head, there's really not a lot of way to make it se- look sexy. Like, it, it's, it's very awkward. You're bending down, you're turning around, you're giving a little wink, but then you're putting stuff in a sink. It's not, it's, it's... This is if somebody did this at a shop now, I'd leave. I mean that that <laughs> I never thought that I never thought it, that she was trying to look sexy. Um, my question is, she bent down and turned around, right? So is she turning around while she's bent bent over? I don't know. Or or is she bending over and then standing <laughs> back up and turning around? Not clear. But trying to turn around while you're bent over. Would not only be awkward, but would just look ridiculous. Like, what are you, yes. what are you doing? And then being like, ho wink at the end. You'd be like, what? Because <laughs> it sounds like she's doing the hokey pokey. Right. And, but I think what That's they the mean thing. is I like. I think they were trying to make this song into one of those 50s dance songs. Ooh. Mm. Bend down, like turn this around, was, have a wink. Yeah. yeah. Boot scoot and boogie. This, um, <laughs> yeah, this was, this. they wanted to turn this into like the holly gully or something. Um. So again, like I, if someone did that, I would be like, do you need medical attention? Should I call someone? Um, (laughs) But then she said, I'm going to make it up right here in the sink. Second question. Do you not have a bowl or a cut? Mixing things in a sink does not work because there's a hole in the bottom where all the stuff goes. And even if you stop it up, there's a, there's, you've put other stuff in the sink. You you you, yeah. you need don't make it in the sink. You gotta have a bowl or a cauldron or something. Make it in the sink is just lazy and weird. Um, is the only thing I got. Somebody say. call somebody call OSHA because I don't think that this is following health regulations. <laughs> At that point in the song, he goes outside. It's like you gotta see, lady. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, exactly. man. I'm not, um, I'm not gonna drink anything out of that sink. There's a mop sitting so, in it. Like, this is a utility <laughs> sink. <laughs> you could at least just take the mop out first. I mean, God. Make an effort. Ew, you also have your dishes in there? Like, get two sinks. Yeah. I know why this smells like turpentine. Because you poured turpentine in this sink. <laughs> that is the reason why. Also, are you connected to the dog groomers next door? Are you also grooming dogs in that sink? <laughs> this is an all-purpose sink. <laughs> uh, One sink for the whole block. So, uh, it smelled like turpentine and looked like Indian ink. I, I, again, I think because it's a mix of turpentine and Indian yes. ink. Um, but I held my nose, I closed my eyes, I took a drink. If someone bent down, turned around, winked at me, and then made something that smelled like turpentine and Indian ink in a sink, uh, I'm going to tell you what I'm not going to do. Uh, I'm not going to drink it. I'm just going gonna, gonna to say that. Uh, so whatever happens next is totally on this guy because, yes. uh, the, the universe is desperately trying to tell you 
don't do this. Uh, there's <laughs> multiple reasons why you shouldn't do this, and yet he still, he still did it. Um, so now he says, I didn't know if it would day or night. I started kissing everything in sight. But when I kissed a cop down on 34th and Vine, he's only got one block. Let's keep that in mind. No, it's the same block. Is it? Oh, I thought he it was... He was right outside. Oh, right. He's you're right, right outside. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. He hasn't even made it down the block. Right, right. So he's right... He's, so he's right in front of the place. So by the way... Well, let's... Okay. So why did I kiss a cop down 34th and Vine? He broke my little bottle of love potion number nine. Okay. This is where my... The big problem I have with this song, the big problem I've always had with this song, the big problem that I had this, with this song when I heard it when I was a kid, um, and I know a lot of times I reference, like, ever since I was a kid, I thought X, and you might have this vision of me that I, as a child, I spent most of my time being angry or confused about songs, and uh, you, you, you would be right. That's, that's, yeah. th- that is how I spend most of, most of my childhood. But the thing that that o- is also your adulthood. Here's the thing I always <laughs> here's the thing that drove me crazy crazy about this song. So a love potion is a potion that you take, and then other people, presumably the object of your affection, falls in love with you. Mm-hmm. Or conversely, a potion that you give to someone else that makes them fall in love with you. None of those things happen. No. <laughs> Not even close. She gave him love potion number nine, which was supposed to help him with chicks, right? And all it did was he had a drug trip and kissed a cop. How is that? That is, that is not a love potion. That is, is yeah. drugs. That's what she gave him. She just gave him drugs. <laughs> it's just acid. I could have done that. I didn't need to go to a special place to get crazy drugs. This is not a love potion, lady. You didn't, Mrs. Street, you didn't do anything. <laughs> Yeah. This doesn't happen. This doesn't help at all. I'm is, now is there... most likely arrested. And I, again, I didn't even get a block. I'm right outside. Go ahead. Is there a chance that she gives him this little bottle of love potion number nine to hold? She turns around to take the drain out of the drain stopper out of the sink. And right. she says, and now I'll tell you what to do with this potion. Did you just drink that? <laughs> oh, you didn't drink did you, it, did you? You're not supposed to drink. Did you drink the whole thing? You're supposed to put two <laughs> drops in somebody's <laughs> glass of wine. What did you do? Okay. Do you I've... not know how these things work? What do you just take a sip of anything anybody gives you? I wow. figured out your second problem. Stop calling people chips and stop just <laughs> drinking things at random. Okay, um, this is a problem. That is a topical solution. Uh, you're definitely <laughs> not supposed to drink it. Wow. Yeah. Okay, we got to- That re- is sink cleaner, and I needed you to hold that for me while I empty out the sink. And now I'm going to so make clean the love sink potion number nine. you love potion number nine. Wait, where did the, where, where did the sink cleaner go? You didn't, you didn't, no, you didn't drink that, right? I mean- it smells what kind like- an idiot would drink that? It smells like turpentine. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you're not going to drink it. <laughs> Right? Yeah. I think this is on him. So he, I think he, he drinks it down and she goes, well, I don't know what it's going to do, but yeah. that is not meant for it. That, that's for external use only. <laughs> it says it right like on the really little bottle. Like really external. Like the sink. Um, yeah. My second question is, if this keeps happening, I mean, she must be a known quantity to the police. Right? I mean, she is like drugging people and then putting them back out on the street. I mean, is the cop just waiting yeah. there? Like, does he know this is going to happen? And is she possibly in league with the cop 
on the other it's like side. Like a sting of it. operation. Yeah. Is this like uh, what's not uh, not a sting? So what's the for um, him to make his quota? What's the where they like entrapment? Is this entrapment? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's just waiting outside so we can arrest another crazy drug addict, and like you said, he's gonna meet his quota for the month. So I don't know. I feel like this is the first bottle she's ever sold. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is not a real good business. That's a good point. Like I, f- I finally did it. <laughs> Someone finally bought it. Um, yeah, and again, never. So it, it always killed me uh, every time I listen to the song. The fact that like it, it this is not a love potion. And it, that's no. never that's never mentioned in the song that this is not what he asked for. He wanted help no. getting getting uh, girls, and instead he's like all loopy, uh, kissing police yeah. officers. The B side of kissing this song, everything. Well, yeah, the B side of the oh, song yeah. is what is your return policy? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, he kisses everything. This is not a love potion. This is a potion that turns you into a perv. Right. Well, I mean, that's going to help you less with chicks. But when he says kissing everything, does he mean like, I kiss the door, I kiss the window, I kiss the sidewalk, I kiss the Dan, parking meter? Everything inside. What's I'm saying? <laughs> Again, everything. Not a love potion. Yeah, it's I called. Mean, he loves lamp. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's called. It's called taking e. Right. It's exactly. Like, that's it. That's all it is. That's she, it. She invented ecstasy. F- 40 years too early. Right. This is this all took place at Club Madame Rue. <laughs> That's right. She's yeah, like, yeah. take this. She's like, take this potion. Take this pacifier. You're going to have a great night. Right, Get right. some lollipops. <laughs> it's going to be good. I'll be over here blinking the lights. <laughs> Here's the second thing I invented. Uh, it's called techno. And I, I really hope you're going to enjoy this. Here we go. <laughs> This is gonna yeah. happen. This is gonna happen for the next twelve hours. Just FYI, you might not be ready for it, but your kids are gonna love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. That's kind of it. Um, he broke yeah. my little. He, well, he says he broke my little bottle of love potion number nine. Is there more liquid in the bottle? Perhaps if he had finished the bottle, maybe the love potion would have taken over. Maybe it's one of those things. Where he yeah. didn't he didn't complete the the whole yeah he does he took a drink he didn't finish the whole bottle maybe that's we don't know what how big happens. this bottle was this could have right. been two liters yeah it's a lot of love potion I mean they do say it's a little bottle but yeah it's a quite that's yeah. obviously that's a relative term uh so how how big is the little bottle and again if he didn't finish the whole thing um right you know what I mean he's halfway through maybe that's what it is yeah yeah. That's like when you're supposed to, like when they give you medicine and you're supposed to finish it even though you feel better, but you're supposed to take the mm-hmm. whole, the whole, the whole bottle. Uh, maybe he did not, maybe he didn't, he only got halfway through and then stopped. Yeah. He's like, um, he didn't read like the little stickers on the side, like do right. not operate heavy machinery. Right. Take with a meal. Yeah. Um, yep. yeah, yeah. So a little winky face. Um, <laughs> 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 um, yeah, yeah. And so and what do we think this cop is thinking when this dude comes out of Madame Rose and just walks up and kisses him on the mouth? Is he thinking, A, ugh, Madame Rose is at it again. Is he thinking, hmm, B, I hope this doesn't awaken something inside of me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> am I enjoying this too much? <laughs> but it might be something he's thinking. Um, or he's just thinking, I'm going to take this bottle and smash it because yeah. this is where the source of the power comes from. I mean, first of all, 
uh, if he's going to arrest this guy, that's evidence. You you can't you can't smash you can't that. destroy that evidence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, I mean, what is the deal? Right. You can't just grab and smash people's things. Well, oh, this this uh, this was actually the Hulk. Hulk, you know, Hulk cup Hulk smash. smash. Sure, well, Hulk right. cup smash. Sure, Hulk cup smash. Well, I I do think seeing as this was 1964, uh, Dan, to your point, there, um, you know, like we're reading it as he started kissing everything in sight, and then he kissed a cop who is an authority figure who does not who was not expecting this. This mm-hmm. is you're on some sort of substance. Yeah. And I'm going to smash this bottle. Mm-hmm. In 1964, I think it was like a little hidden joke of like, you guys, he kissed everything, including another man. Right. Could you? Yes. And that is imagine. Yes. hilarious. Can you imagine? That never happens. Well, that's, I mean, there is the, at some point that flips, right? But there is the, the, the old trope in, in things from this time and before of just like the idea of two men being together. It was just so funny. Like, even out, like, it, my point being, like, outside of that, like, there's mm-hmm. in, um, in, like, March of the Wooden Soldiers, when, like, they, they get married. Also, oh, yeah. potion. Like, when they get married, and then, like, Stan Laurel, it, you know, turns out to be the bride. And then yeah. they're like, well, you're, you guys are married. Like, you have to go home with him. And he's like, no, I don't want to go home with him. Like, it just, and again, it's like, could you imagine <laughs> two men getting married? Right. What an insane concept. Like, it, that's hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's definitely in that realm of, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, all, it's that and, like, the clear understanding that this is a male police officer. Right. Yes. Yeah, there's no way this is a female police officer. Right. right, it's not entering. I mean, they mind. they do say he he broke my little bottle of love potion number nine. Oh, that's but true. Like, that's true. But the but it's that would never enter the equation. Yeah, to think like is this a man or a woman? It's a man. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 And you guys, life was real different back then, <laughs> <laughs> sixty years ago. Right. Is well, I right? sixty years ago, fifty, whatever. Yeah. Close enough. Give um, or take. And. Yeah, I mean, and again, I, I, I mean, I definitely think this song is a, a way of sneaking some drug references, uh, perhaps past a slightly naive audience, uh, because again, all he does is do drugs. There's no, there's nothing else <laughs> right. here. This is a song about a guy who does drugs. <laughs> Literally, that's it. <laughs> and that's it. That's all that happens. The end. That's, Doesn't go back is... to Madame Rue. No. Doesn't nope. go back to a, a, a chick of any kind. Right. And then I, th- yeah, it. exactly. And there's, yeah, there's no reference of like, you know, oh, I, I met a girl or, you know, I felt different. Nope. He's, he's just on drugs. Like, or, yep. or like, you know, a thing of like coming through the other side of this experience. Now I understand women or anything. Nope. He just did drugs. Yeah. That's no. it. Uh, um, I, when I listen to this drugs song. Drugs are to- the inciting incident. They are the climax <laughs> and they are the resolution <laughs> of the story. Exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, when I listen to this song today, and I've heard this song my entire life. When I listened to this song today and it got to, and it got to the end, I thought to myself, did this cut off early? Right. Is this, this is the whole song? This is <laughs> the whole thing that happens. That's it? I could have sworn there was more to it. Yeah. The answer is no, there is not. This no. is it. <laughs> no, he can, the, it's, a the, tight, it's a tight two minutes and <laughs> the end. He drinks something he should have drank. Uh, he freaks out and he uh, sexually assaults a cop. Um, who yeah. breaks his bottle? 
Um, what happens after that, we don't know. But that is that is the the beginning and end of the story. The sixties. I mean, am my, I right? my only guess is he goes back to his farm, <laughs> and the chickens on the farm respect him. Yeah, yeah. He has a real sit down with the chickens since the early fifties. Right, right. Well, and it, it, because he's you know he's like, listen, guys, I kissed a cop, and they're like, whoa, okay, all right, we don't want any yeah. trouble, man. You guys, I had a day. <laughs> what? Uh, and they were like, day. tell us the story. Yeah. And this is the bar I was going to say where, again, I think the original version pointed even more heavily to the drug angle where they say, I was going to go back and get love potion number 10. So they're enjoying uh, being uh, in this state. They're, they're, they're having a road, just a good old time on their crazy drug trip that is definitely not a love potion uh, in, in any discernible way. Yeah. I'm going to guess that, I'm going to guess that, part of the love potion number nine is that you forget that you took love potion number nine. So you just keep coming back for more love. It's potion like fight club nine. that way. That's right. Well, it's not the, yeah. Well, fight club is more. You're not supposed to talk about fight club. It's not that you don't right. remember fight club. Oh yeah. That makes more sense. Right. This, yeah. I, I think, it, I think this is, yeah, this is, a, this is a forget me now. He doesn't say anything about payment. So I think we can all agree right. that the first bottle of Love Potion number nine is free. Free. But then once they, once you're hooked, that's yep. how they get you. Then mm-hmm. you got to pay for Love Potion number nine. So, um, all right. This is just a, the, a timeless tale of a guy who enjoys doing drugs, much like the Rodgers and Hammerstein song, I Enjoy Being a Girl. This is about a guy who enjoys doing drugs. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. <laughs> this that was actually what that song was originally intended to be, and they were like, "Nope, you know what? Let's throw this to Lieber and Stoller, see if they if they could do anything <laughs> with it." Nah, yeah, we'll do something else. Um, yeah. all right, let's do expanded universe. Expanded universe. And I would just say, I mean, I think obviously, you know, Madame Rue is Cher's character from from. Gypsies, Trans, Thieves, or since it's unclear uh, what uh, time period that's happening in, perhaps this is the daughter, right, that Cher has. Oh. Oh. Well, I think we could make it a, um, you know, take three steps. Okay. So if the daughter from Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves Mm -hmm. uh, later could become... From another share song that we did, Dark Lady. Mm. <gasps> yes. And Dark Lady is Madame Rue. Well, what I that's okay. right. I that's like that. That's right. Dark Lady. She, this is her whole matmajama. She's mystical to a to a fault almost. <laughs> um. Well, what I was to say was real big fault. Is yeah. is is Love Potion Number Nine a rebranding of Doctor Good? Right, because he he sold oh. he sold a couple of bottles of Doctor Good, so maybe Love it's... Potion Number Nine is is the new Coke, right? Of... Yes, <laughs> it's, it's it's Crystal Doctor Good, <laughs> sure, it's Crystal Doctor Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I was just thinking, is uh, Dog from the the main character from uh, uh, Mama Told Me Not to Come? Is he on Love Potion Number Nine? Because he's seen lots of crazy stuff. Oh, that's right. Is that what he gets? Wait, was into? it him or was it everybody else at the party who was? <laughs> oh no, we did. We did yeah, I mean they could. Well, we did determine that he. He's definitely on something. Yeah, so... I thought it was just T. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> well, maybe that maybe that's uh, you know maybe they made tea in the same sink and it got mixed in there. Right. That's right. <laughs> um. Yeah. Any other any other connections I can think of? Uh, no. I mean, this is this this stands quite quite a lot on its own. <laughs> this bizarre song. I mean, any of our other Halloween I mean, it's, songs? It's this and share. Yeah, I mean, uh, Madam Rue's Madam Rue's catering the Monster Mash. Yeah, sure. You think she's at the Monster Mash? <laughs> you know. Well, in the beginning, of the Monster Mash, you do hear those potions and. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Laboratory sounds. Maybe that's where she's getting it from. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I feel like she could have learned how to make Love Potion Number Nine somewhere on Copperhead Road. Mm. Oh. Oh, that yeah, could yeah. be. See. Yeah. No. They're like this is bath. This is bathtub moonshine. But if you want something a little more compact, you could just make it on in a sink. Sure, that's fine. <laughs> exactly. Whatever you have, make it your own. You know. Right. Uh, all right. I think we can uh, leave it there. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about the history of this song with story behind the story. Hey, wait. Do you think that love yeah. potion number nine is what brought Frosty the Snowman to life? No. <laughs> okay. No. Anything. Just trying just trying to do think of all the songs that you've done. Hey Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on getting real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late, and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything factor meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. Bob Dylan, American Shakespeare, brought to you in conjunction with Crystal Pier Records. Each episode, we focus on one of Bob Dylan's officially released albums. We have two distinct rules. Number one, we listen to the whole album. And number two, we don't skip any tracks. Hopefully, we rediscover the excitement we felt when listening to these albums for the first time. We're going in chronological order, so we also get a flavour of how Dylan's career unfolded. While listening, we try to consider Dylan's influence alongside that other great cultural touchstone, William Shakespeare. It's a lot of fun, and we hope that you'll join the many listeners that have already tuned in via Spotify, Apple, and all the usual listening platforms. You can find us on Twitter by searching at Dylan American. See you soon. All right, we're back. It's time for story behind the story. How did this uh, story come to be? How did it come into our lives? Yeah, and uh, and haunt us every uh, <laughs> roughly October twentieth through uh, the thirty first. Um, <laughs> well, 
Uh, first of all, Love Potion number nine was written by Jerry Lieber and Mike Stoller in 1959. Uh, now, Lieber and Stoller uh, were legendary songwriters who uh, were the primary songwriters for Elvis Presley, writing songs like Jailhouse Rock and Hound Dog and co-writing Stand By Me with Benny King. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, most, but who cares? But most importantly, most importantly, wrote the song Pearl's a Singer. Yeah, they yeah. did. Yeah. She made it back. Way to go, Pearl. <laughs> thank you, Lieber. Thank you, Stoller. And thank you, whoever put together Lieber and Stoller. Because without them, we would not have Pearl's a singer. That's right. Uh, All those thought- other songs can <laughs> go away. But life could not go on without Pearl's a singer. Yeah. Uh, Michael, in my notes here, I left a little note if you wanted to uh, expand. On Lever and Stoller, because I know you're you're a fan. Uh, so, is there anything you wanted to add here? Um, I'm a fan, but not like one that can improvise on. Oh, I was Lever just I was just saying, you know, if, you, if there was anything, <laughs> just anything I didn't mention that you wanted to to bring up. But uh, I mean, okay. we must have spoken uh, no, about they're, they're we, we must have spoken we've about talked them. about them pretty yeah. extensively. Um, in the Pearls of Singer episode, so because what for else are you going to Several talk reasons to? I recommend listening to that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could give you a list of songs that they wrote. No, that's fine. Um, For more on Lieber and Stoller, check your local library. <laughs> Smokey Joe's Cafe is a right. Broadway oh, musical. Oh, yes, yes. Well, uh, we, yeah, we spoke about all this. Yeah. Songs. Um, yeah, yeah absolutely. They're, they're legendary songwriters who... Well, I mean, the fact that they've come up twice now, I mean, I think shows yeah, sure. how kind of legendary they are. Um, and they've come up just, twice and, in two of their like lesser known songs. Yeah, right. you know but these are al- not the huge Lieber and Stoller hits. But it's also this isn't the only two times we've spoken about Lieber and Stoller, is it? Because I feel like they've come up in like uh, tangentially in other episodes. Well, we definitely talked about Hound Dog in in the right. bonus episode, so that might be another yeah, yeah, time. Yeah. But and I'm sure they've come up before, um, in other in other contexts, but. Okay, so they wrote the song in 1959, and it was originally recorded by the Clovers uh, as an R&B doo-wop song, and it hit, which hit number 23 on the U.S. Hot 100 in November of 1959. Uh, the Clovers were a rhythm and blues doo-wop group, um, which is reflected in their version. And I'm going to say this. I listened to the Clovers version, which I was not familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's better. I think it's better yeah? than the Searchers version. Yeah, I definitely. I, I think but this it's is just, the one that was the hit. Which one? The Clovers or the Searchers? The Searchers. I mean, the Clovers, like I said, it hit number 23 on the R&B. So it wasn't like, I mean, on the Hot 100. So it, you know, it was, it was a hit. Like, it was around, but it wasn't. The Searchers version was definitely bigger. Um, but I think, I think actually the, the kind of more like doo-wop vocal group uh, fits the song a little better. I told her that I was a flop with chicks I've been this way since 1956 She looked at my palm and she made a magic sign She said what you need is love potion number nine So as I said, as I mentioned, the single version of the Clovers had an alternate ending I started kissing everything in sight I had so much fun that I'm going back again I wonder what happened that was only on the single version. The album version, it fades out with them saying Love Potion number nine, just like the Searchers mm. version does. See, that's 
that's I like that ending a lot. Yes. Like there's a little bit of a twist. There's it gives you a little bit of an indication of what happens next. Right. Right. There there's more to the story and there's more to kind of interpret. Yes. Well, and I think honestly it makes the sort of more ridiculous elements make a bit more sense or fit better together when you're like, oh, I see. That's like a that's a punchline. Mm-hmm. Like I I get it. It's like it's all kind of a joke as opposed to Without that, it's like, what is happening in this song? <laughs> like, this seems right. This seems crazy. Um, but from now, from what I read, Michael, unless I'm wrong, the Clover's version is what's in American Graffiti, um, which would make okay. sense because I think that's a, I could be totally wrong. Well, I think that is because I didn't know make, that there were multiple. versions It does make of more song. sense probably for the time period, doesn't it? For I think American 64 was probably was too to late. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's supposed to be. I think Graffiti is either like 59 or 60. I think so. Um, but anyway, yeah. So when it takes place, that's yes. like, yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's made yeah. in the seventies, but it's supposed to take place. Uh, and I, I again, I think late fifties, early sixties. So um, anyway, so uh, the Searchers were a British invasion band who emerged in the early nineteen sixties. Uh, they have the distinction of being the second band from Liverpool uh, to score a top twenty hit with their cover of Needles and Pins. Uh, when it hit number 13 in March of 1964. Anyone who guess the first band from Liverpool to, to hit the top of the chart? Any, anyone want to guess? It. Anyone want to guess? No. Uh, they were second only to the Beatles <laughs> uh, as being a band for Liverpool uh, to, to be in the top 20. So their cover of Needles and Pins hit number 13 in March of 1964, like I said. Uh, just a side note, that song was co-written by Sonny Bono. So, oh. Aw, good old Sonny. There you go. Uh, the Searchers mostly did covers, um, and their other hits included Sweets for My Sweet, which was originally recorded by the Drifters. Sweets for my sweet, and sugar for my honey. And Don't Throw Your Love Away, which was originally by the Orions. Don't throw your love This this is the part where I'm edit right now. I'm editing in uh, those songs, so the people, <laughs> yep, the, the nice people at home can hear them. There were uh, multiple lineup changes over the years, uh, but for Love Potion Number Nine, the group members were John McNally, Mike Pender, Chris Curtis, and Tony Jackson. Um, and the Searchers got their name from the 1956 Western, The Searchers, which was directed by John Ford and starred John Wayne. So wow. just right from, there's a movie called The Searchers. Yeah. They're called The Searchers. No, no, like <laughs> changing it a little bit to make it a little different. That's nope. it. Just, that was it. Just directly from thought, the movie. And they thought a song like Love Potion Number 9 really encapsulated what The Searchers stood for. Yeah. Jo- well, how do like, you think John Ford and John Wayne <laughs> felt about that? I'm going to be, I don't want to be mean to the searchers, uh, but reading everything about their history, basically they were a band, uh, I get, like literally the Wikipedia is like every month somebody's leaving and someone else is coming in. But they were a band that was bouncing around England and they were from Liverpool and they were doing, mm-hmm. you know, bar, bar shows, doing covers or whatever. And much like what happened with some Seattle bands in the 90s, uh, the Beatles broke in America and the A&R guys went to England and 
Liverpool and places like that. And we're like, yeah, what do you got? <laughs> because yeah, uh, I was going to say for what again, I think the searchers were just kind of like, what? We can be millionaires. OK, sure. Whatever you say. <laughs> they did not seem like their hearts were were that into it. And like I said, uh, like literally every, you know, just people coming in and out of the band. Uh, yep. it was, it was not, uh, not, not again, not a, uh, we're all in this together band of brothers. We're going to go conquer America <laughs> sort of thing. Um, there was no, yeah. there was no final concert on top of a building somewhere. No, no, no unfortunately. No, huh? no. I mean, there might have been, but I just don't think anyone. Nobody cared. was there. <laughs> They were they were next door to the Beatles. Uh, yeah, they had that, to like break in and and climb onto sure. the building. They weren't asked to be on the roof. That's just the only place they could go. Sure, but yeah, there was a concert, but it was on the roof of a Home Depot, and their their instruments weren't even plugged in. It was <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. empty sad. parking lot. But it definitely felt like you know managers and stuff being like, "Hey, this you're gonna sing this song, uh, and it's gonna be released here." And they were like, "Great, are you paying us? Sounds good." Um, <laughs> So what's what's I mean what's another name? We're gonna call ourselves uh, Rio Bravo. No, that's a, okay. We'll call it and whatever whatever movie you got. I don't care. <laughs> um, it, which is funny because I had a, a band not too long ago that was called The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. Sure. So yeah, that's sure. right. It was just the first John Wayne movie I could find. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you do. You name your band after the first John Wayne movie that you could find when you're looking yeah. for a name in the band. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it reminds me, you guys remember the band that I had um, in, the, in the early 2000s, which was called Matrix Revolutions. Um, and I was, pretty, I was pretty excited about that one. Um, yeah, John Wayne was great in that movie. <laughs> so uh, you'll remember I, uh, I named my band after I walked past a blockbuster once and uh, <laughs> looked in the window and was like, the first thing I see, that's what I'm going to name it. You know my band? Snow caps are ninety or two ninety nine. That's the first thing I saw in the blockbuster. Absolutely. Um, Be kind. Rewind. So now, from nineteen sixty four, we're going to jump to nineteen ninety two, uh, where the title of the, <laughs> nothing happened in between. Well, the title of this song was borrowed for a romantic comedy starring Tate Donovan and Sandra Bullock, and here is the description of the movie from Wikipedia. The story is about a love potion that enables a person to make people of the opposite sex become completely infatuated with them. And do you know what I call that? What a love potion does! That's what yes. a love potion is! <laughs> yeah. That's not what happens in the song! It's so obviously so when they were making weird. the movie, they were like, oh, we need to make this movie about a love potion. And that's what, they, that's what a love potion is! So, I mean, they, li they literally just took the title. They probably didn't even listen to the song. They were probably just like, oh, Love Potion number nine. Got right. it. This is what it does. And then halfway through writing the movie, they listened to the song and they were like, should we rewrite the movie? No. No, no. because this song makes no sense. <laughs> because what story? I or, mean, if you rewrite the movie uh, based on the song, you've written the movie Train Spotting. Because it's about a guy who does a lot of drugs. <laughs> right. So, yeah. no, it yeah. would be a the different title movie. Yeah, the title of the song was the inspiration for the movie uh, Love Potion Number Nine. The content of the <laughs> sure. song was the inspiration for Train Spotting. Absolutely. Or maybe, maybe they heard the song and they were like, "We, we've got to fix this. We should, we <laughs> yeah, should write true. something that fixes this." But uh, I think we need like feature length. 
to yeah. to to do this. We need we need a solid two hours. Right. Yeah. Somebody on, get me Tate on the Donovan. big screen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and an unknown Sandra Bullock. Yeah. It's crazy how Tate Donovan was probably the draw in 1992. 100%, oh, 100% he was. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Was this one of Sandra Bullock's first movies? I mean, in 92, it has to be because. Yeah. It's I mean, pre-speed. Yeah, it's pre-speed. It's pre-the net. That's another movie about drugs. Uh, <laughs> Sure. <laughs> It's <laughs> a good point. Um, it, uh, yeah, that's uh, Sandra Book takes love potion number nine, and then is convinced that the bus uh, is gonna is gonna blow up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, on Rotten, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, she takes love potion number nine. She's at a transit museum. Like this bus is going too fast. Like, <laughs> this bus hasn't moved in fifty years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. On Rotten Tomatoes, the film has an approval rating of 25% based on uh, the review of 12 critics, and it made a total of $754,000 at the domestic box office. My point being mm. that uh, the popularity of this song was not enough to, uh, to, 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 to make this into a hit. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Nope. Sorry, everybody. Um, well, you take a two-minute song and turn it into a two-hour movie. Yeah. Uh, well, yes. Well, the, they didn't, Michael. Once again, they were like, "This." <laughs> they took this, a two-minute song, fixed it. Song cannot be. This movie cannot be about the song because the song's not about anything. So we're just going to have this be about a love potion. Against this, <laughs> guys, this is so. But everyone knows what a love potion is, and the and the song that's the most famous song about a love potion is not about a love potion. Um, <laughs> drives me crazy. Uh, so that's really about it. Um, I mean, the searchers just kind of fizzled out, uh, yeah. after this. Um, and, uh, this song, this is a fun novelty song that would have been forgotten about if not for the Halloween industrial complex. Um, and so you, <laughs> and so you hear it every year, uh, or American graffiti. Sure. I mean, yeah, or yeah. Sandra Bullock. Absolutely. Right. Um, so, so, so that's all those things, but yeah, I mean, again, we've, we've talked about it many times, but if you're going to uh, have a song, try to have it connected to a holiday because after they play, uh, you know, Thriller and uh, uh, what other songs do they play at Halloween? Monster Mash? They play Monster Mash and Thriller. Somebody's watching me. Somebody's watching me. They got it's, they got to play something else, guys. The party's That's still, right. we still got another hour of this party. So I'm going to play the Ghostbusters theme <laughs> and then I'll play Love Potion number nine and everything's going to be fine. So uh, if you want to stay around, just kind of hanging around uh, in the public consciousness. <laughs> Uh, have a song about that's attached to a holiday because somebody's yeah. gonna play it somewhere. Um, Look, there's a real short Halloween party. We got four songs to play. Right. Make a round around the room. Grab your candy. Get out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right, that's it. Uh, let's take a quick break, and when we come back. We'll talk about the lesson we learned from this song with lessons learned. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. 
Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust. So I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon. And the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds. A nice packaging to open. And what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, <laughs> oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business, and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Want to be a part of the podcast? Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way to help other people find the podcast. And if you do, we'll read it on the podcast. Podcast, podcast, podcast. The word has lost all meaning. Podcast. All right, we're back. It's time for Lessons Learned. What lesson did we learn from this song? Uh, Rachel, let's start with you. What lesson mm-hmm. did you learn from Love Potion number nine? Uh, I'm going to say this. Just like with a pharmacy, if you mm-hmm. go to Madame Rue, you have to check the pamphlet about uh, potion interaction, mm-hmm. like drug interaction. <laughs> it sure. could be that this guy had grapefruit beforehand, and that'll mess with you. If you take love potion number nine and grapefruit, yeah. it's going to mess with you. That'll make you kiss everything in sight. It's just not going to work right. <laughs> right. You People think they know what they're taking and how it's going to interact, how your love potion is going to interact. But you don't know. You got to read be the inserts. You got to read it. Read that's why the they give inserts. it to you. That's why that's they right. have you. That's why Madame Rue has you sign off on it. Right, right. Saying you understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She doesn't uh, want her. She doesn't want her license no. taken away. Her mystical no, no. license taken away. <laughs> sure. <laughs> her crazy love potion license. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Agreed, guys. You got it. You get when you're when you are given uh, drinks that smell like turpentine. That someone mm-hmm. made in a sink after spinning around on the ground and winking at you. Right. Uh, gotta read those pamphlets, guys. Gotta read those Got pamphlets. To. Got gotta to. be careful. Gotta be careful yeah. with that. Um, here's what I'm gonna say, and this might seem obvious, but I think it's a good lesson. Um, if you want, you know, you don't want to work very hard, but you do want a good job with uh, benefits and a pension, um, go to the police academy, become a police officer, and just stand in front of Madame Ruse. Um, I don't know, like, you know, love potion number nine, love potion number eight, love potion number four, like they all do different stuff, but basically just wait outside. Guy's going to walk out just to rest him. Uh, and you meet your quota and just like, it's, it's like a super easy, just a super easy job. That's all You got your monthly quota in like three days. Right. That's what I'm saying. And then you can just chill for the rest of the month after that. So yeah. So it's nice. Just ride Uh, your horse around town. Exactly. And like I said, just a real, real... 
real nice, easy job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. If you want an easy job and you want a uh, a free horse, um, this is this is the way to this is the way that's to do right. it. Uh Michael, what'd you learn? A free horse and all the broken glass you can recycle. <laughs> sure. Sure. Oh yeah, well that's the other thing. Yeah. You're yeah. you're take, you're taking those broken bottles down uh, to the recycling center. You're getting the cool yeah. forty five cents. So that's, right. that's a that's a bonus. Michael, what'd you learn from this song? I learned um, Madame Rue has a fantastic business model, mm-hmm. surprisingly. Yeah. Uh, I learned that if you, you, you're probably not doing a lot of business, mm-hmm. but she's selling little bottles of Love Potion Number 9, and there is somebody stationed right outside of her uh, business establishment yeah. that breaks those bottles. You have right. to keep going back in right. yes. to get more bottles. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. She's not selling big bottles of Love Potion Number no. 9. right. Well, so. well, that's how they, it's the bot. You're, you're paying for the bottle. That's the mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh, you're you're paying for the packaging, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is before the days of free refills. Packaging and real estate. That's that's yeah. That's yeah, what the yeah. upcharges are for. Yeah, and again, this is this this is the before the days where you could go in to the Taco Bell and you know do do it yourself, like mix Love Potion Number Four with Love Potion Number Nine and just see what that <laughs> tastes like. Yeah, yeah. There's no there's no refills here, so you got to keep paying for the bottles. Exactly. Man, that's a good. Madame Rue business genius <laughs> that's right hey man she's, she's looking to get a uh a bigger pad uh on 34th and vine mm-hmm. oh that's right um, she's got a little pad yeah she needs yeah it's just a little pad yeah she's gonna, she's gonna buy the pad next to her and really blow out the yeah. wall really yeah. expand a lot it. of a lot of early 60s slang in this song it's great <laughs> <laughs> uh all right well thank you guys so much for listening uh this has been the story song podcast hey uh if you could follow us on the socials like instagram twitter and facebook we would really appreciate it uh leave us a five-star review on apple podcast or Podchaser or wherever you get your podcast and uh definitely check us out on uh spotify uh apple podcast like we said pandora where, wherever you get in your podcast check us out tell your friends if you can, uh, subscribe, leave a review everywhere uh, and anywhere. Uh, we would certainly, we would. I would scroll it on the wall outside your house. Yeah, I don't yeah. care. Whatever. Yeah, Whatever. but if you if you leave it somewhere where we can actually where we can see find it, it we'll sure. read it on the show. We will read it on the That's show. That's the thing. That's yeah. a good point. Uh, well, thank you guys again for listening. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael. Cazale. Have a very spooky Halloween. And uh, (laughs) we will talk to you guys next time. Goodbye. Bye. Love potion number nine. Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. Find him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at story song podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. The Story Song Podcast is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go to pantheonpodcasts.com. Thanks for listening. It's the Story Song Dog will not stop barking. Shut up. That'll help. I'm sorry, that was me.
What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.